The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome back to Jamie D and Big Newt. You know by now that I'm Jamie D'Amico, and he's Big Chris Newton. What up, though? That's right. (laughs) I'm in not-so-sunny Florida, Tampa, Florida, where you were a few weeks ago. Yeah. We got torrential rains and tornado warnings, so I don't know what's going on. That's not what you want when you go down to the tropics for the holidays. Exactly. I think it's, it was all sunny when you was here, and then when I come, it's, it's like a daggum war zone. So, Oh, yeah, it was hot when I was there. Yeah. Uh, don't get oh, me wrong. Man. It's humid, though. It's still like 80-some degrees and very humid, but Ooh. it's raining today, but sun will come out. Yes, it will. And you're staying with your in-laws, is that right? Yep. Go see my in-laws this week, and then we'll head to St. Louis next week and see my mom. So, Hey. Yep. Yeah. That, that's nice. Yes. And recording from the in-laws, they give you enough space to do that. They're not like, Chris, what are you doing in there? <laughs> exactly. You know, my in-laws, they call me Christopher, which I think is hilarious, but that's the Italian in them. Everything Your dad calls you Big Newt. He, now my dad and mom calls me Newt. <laughs> everybody, everybody on my side calls me Newt, but they call me Christopher. So like I said, that's the Italian in them, I guess. That's fantastic. You must be getting some good food, though. Yes, we are. Eating well, man, and putting on pounds. We're going to have to get it back and uh, hit it hard when we get back from the break. So So we're going to talk a bit about the previous game against the Carolina Panthers. But before we even get there, I want to say it's holiday week. We've got Christmas coming up as an Italian Catholic myself. All I want for Christmas is a Bills victory on the 26th against the Patriots. Right. I know that's right. It, everything comes down. I, I don't want to say that. I don't want to say everything comes down to this weekend. But, I mean, you hear, uh, if you listen to Sal Capaccio uh, post-game and then on the extra point yesterday, he says that every game, the next game is the most important game. And if we would have lost to Carolina, then the New England game really wouldn't mean as much. And I guess I understand that that way of thinking, but I I don't look at it like that. It comes down to we got to get it done against New England. You know what I'm saying? I want to win a division. Um, the one seed is not all but out the way, but we're probably not going to get the one seed, which is fine. 
But we beat New England. We beat New England and went out. We might be able to get the number two or three seed, which is still and win a division that will still have us, in, you know, in a great situation to where some of our postseason plans can still come to fruition. And when it comes to tiebreakers, the Bills are not in good shape for that. Uh, they don't have a great record within the AFC, and their common opponents against the playoff teams is not. It's not sterling the record there. And the Bills were very close to actually dropping out of playoff contention based on the Cincinnati game that just happened. Right. Buffalo, right. Not, not out of contention, but they would have lost the right. eighth seed. Yeah, we were, for a couple of hours there, we were out of uh, the playoff race. But then because of the results of the Cincinnati game, we, we got back in. it, So that was good. I don't, I don't ever want to see us in the hunt, dude. I, I want to stay... I don't want to be no worse than where we are now at the seventh spot. Now, back in the day, I would have been thrilled to be in the hunt because the Bills were usually eliminated by Thanksgiving. (laughs) But yeah, that just doesn't cut it anymore. Our standards are so much higher than they once were. And really, going back to talking about the tiebreakers, the way that is all shaking out, if the Bills want to be guaranteed a playoff spot, they have to win the division. And the only way to win the division is to take that next step, which is the next game, and to beat the Patriots in Foxborough. Yeah, and I don't think that's asking for a whole lot. Hopefully, the weather holds up. Um, we, we, you got once again. I said this when we played him a couple of weeks ago. You got to figure out a way to beat the young boy, and we got to figure out how to stop the run. And so. Right. We got to get it done, man. I, I mean, I'm fully expecting us to p- hopefully play well, get it together, even though, once again, and I know y'all don't want to talk about it, this whole COVID thing is starting to come down the pipe. You hear about John Feliciano? Yep. Wait, yeah. is there is there new news on Feliciano? Oh, I just got a notification saying that he had to go to the hospital because of COVID. I didn't see that. Yeah, I got a notification probably an hour ago. We're recording on Tuesday afternoon. So it came down about an hour or two ago that he had to go to the hospital and and he took to Twitter and he said uh, a lot of people was like attacking him because he's he's vaccinated. He said it and he still caught COVID and had to be hospitalized. And, and once again, I mean, I'm going to keep beating the drum. Just imagine if you're not vaccinated, what will happen? That's how you got to look at it. So uh, Godspeed to him. I hope for a speedy recovery. But if he had to be admitted to the hospital, then he's probably not going to be available for Sunday. No. Gosh, I hope he's going to be okay. Yeah. Oh, man. So we, but we talked about this this summer. How are we going to be able to navigate COVID? You know that, uh, and we're going to talk about the game in a minute, but you notice a lot of games are getting canceled and college pro NHL has suspended operations until Christmas. So with the way the numbers are, man, I, I just don't see us being able to have fans. I feel like we're going to still have the playoffs and Super Bowl, but it's going to go back to probably empty stadiums and quarantine the players together just to be able to get through this, the way the numbers are rising. I sure hope Mitch Trubisky is isolating right now. Yep. So oh. that's going to be part of it, how we be able to navigate this. I mean, half the NBA is out because of COVID. Right. I mean, you turn on the TV now, I mean, it's all G League guys. Even our Washington Wizards down here, man. I mean, we, we're calling up G League guys, and there were talks about uh, canceling games on Christmas if certain players can't play. So, I mean, 
yeah, we're we're headed back to where we were. I know people don't want to hear it and talk about it, but um, once again, I'm not Debbie, Debbie Downer. I'm realistic Reggie, so we just got to prepare ourselves for that. Oh, God. I just have this fear of Bobby Hart playing. Uh, no, right? Oh. So that, that brings us to the game against uh, Carolina. Speaking of uh, <laughs> offensive tackles, Spencer Brown had himself a, a, a rough time, didn't he? <laughs> well, that, that's the thing, and I, that's why I texted you this morning. We did our little pregame talking about what we're going to do. I rewatched the game. Um, obviously, when uh, – I didn't. I didn't get to watch the game live. I had the game on my phone. I was at the Florida State Virginia Tech girls game. Yeah. Um, we went to Tallahassee, and Simone got to view the facilities and talk to the coaches or whatever, you know. So she's I, being recruited. Your daughter. Well, it it was an unofficial, pretty much. So um, an unofficial visit. But I'm sitting there at the game watching the Bills game, and then everybody screaming and trying to talk, and I'm trying to watch the game. I'm like, yeah. So I saw the major things. I saw the touchdown catches, but I went back and watched the game uh, this morning, and I saw Spencer Brown because I was like, everybody's talking about it. I'm like, man, it couldn't have been that bad. And it's like the first penalty he had for holding, I wanted to talk about that specifically. It, and I know you probably asked, well, Big New, what's the difference between playing a left tackle or right tackle? It's dramatically different. Okay? And so, so. and then let's talk about the first play. The first play where he got the holding call, the defensive end lined up inside of him. So what you got to do, if this is a run play to the right side, you got to swing your hips the opposite way of what you're usually doing to try to reach block that defensive tackle or defensive end because he's coming inside. All right. And so he tried to wash out. I forget who was at in that play, but he tried to wash him down. And then when he cut back, he grabbed him, you know, so it's mm-hmm. hard to if you're going the opposite direction of what you're usually doing, it's hard to get your hips around going in the opposite direction of what you're usually going. But I'm telling you, people think, oh, it's just O-line, man. Kudos to Spencer Brown, man for being able to uh, do that because left tackle and right tackle are two completely different positions. That's why left tackles make a lot more money than right tackles, okay? Mm. That's why Williams can flip from right tackle to maybe guard, but are we going to put him in left tackle? So kudos to him. I know I know it wasn't pretty. We don't like to see it, but he is indeed still a rookie, and he might eventually um, – get to play left tackle one day if he sticks around with the Bills. So, Well, it, it is certainly it, it's certainly a difficult task, um, yeah. especially yeah. being that he was very raw coming out of college. You know, went to, what was it, Miami University? Uh, Northern Iowa, I think. Northern Iowa. It was uh, Tommy Doyle I was thinking of. Yeah. And they said he was going to be a project. The fact that he's on the field at all is, you know, it, it's impressive. But he's never played at an advanced level, has never played left tackle. So right. this is new for him. Right. You know, and, and Sean McDermott talks about it all the time. His next man up. And just watching the film, I mean, I looked at the stats. The stats were pretty good. We rushed for 119 yards. Um, even though I think Josh Allen got sacked four times. Yeah. He got sacked four times. Once again, I would say two of those was maybe his fault, him not recognizing what was coming. I feel like they – I mean, considering what the line was, 
I think against a good Carolina defense, see, don't look at Carolina like they scrubs. Their defense is legit. Yes. Right? And so I feel like they held up against them. You know what I'm saying? And Brian Burns is a very difficult test when you are any left tackle with the speed that he's got. And, you know, Spencer Brown – his his technique isn't where it needs to be yet. He lets way too many pass rushers get in on his pads. And with his length, with his arm length, that, that should never happen. He's learning. The reason he's out on the field is because he can move his feet and because he's got a, a streak in him. He wants to hit people, and he does. Right. But He has tenacity to him, yes. Yes, and, and he's funny. But – are we giving him a pass because he's so likable? Because he's got that John Feliciano thing where he's entertaining and he's plays with a lot of emotion. If that were Cody Ford, would we be calling for his head? Yes, because it's equity that you built in the program. I mean, Cody Ford, okay. I mean, we all pretty much know Cody Ford, who I think didn't play bad Sunday. Okay? Mm-hmm. But Cody Board has a label on his head like you've been bad for so long and people already like kind of wrote you off where we've seen Brown play well and he's Mm -hmm. only a rookie. He's young. Cody Ford, this is what, year three? So, yeah, it's like, yeah, I mean, you got to turn it on, you know? And so, like I said, I felt like watching the film, Cody Ford did his job. He did okay. But it's like I feel like people just already written him off. Right. His trajectory is going up. We've seen him play well. We've seen games where he might have been our best offensive uh, lineman. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, if you got four penalties, I just look at that as, hey, man, you had a bad day. But I'm cool with it because we won and we won handily. Yes. Defense. And that was going to be my next question. What did you feel about the game as a whole? The Bills scored 31 points. They – Hold the uh, they hold the Panthers to what was it fourteen fourteen yep thirty one fourteen okay so they they more than double up the score uh, large margin of victory yet again sixteen points what do you make of it I just once again if you look at it isolated in a vacuum I feel like they have a good defense I knew Cam Newton and that offense wasn't going to do anything to us nope. although they rushed for one hundred and fifty yards it really didn't mean too much. Although we both started off slow in the first quarter, I was never really worried. Even when they scored and uh, and cut it within three or four and they got the two-point conversion, I believe, I, I never was really scared, I guess. Um, but I just feel like we took care of business against a team at home who we should have beat, who we were favored by double digits, and – we took care of business again, you know, and get ready for a New England team this week. So I don't want to be Debbie Downer again. You celebrate wins in the NFL because as we see this week from the Detroit Lions beating the Arizona Cardinals, dude, mm-hmm. <laughs> we see every week Scrubs beat good teams. All right. And so we handed it to another bad team. I want to see us go beat a good team. Yes. You see what I'm saying? That, that's 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 why I'm like, I'm happy. We won. It's always good to win. But us as fans, we're looking forward. They they can say how they're not looking forward. We look forward. I want to see us be a good New England team. We have to be a good team. Because my thing is, why go to the playoffs against all the teams that are pretty good and you haven't beaten a good team all season? 
So that's how I look at it. So to answer your question long ways, I, I mean, I enjoyed it. It's always good to win, but beat New England, dude. Yeah. And the Bills, you're right. Um, they beat Kansas City when Kansas City was playing very differently. Shocking yeah. that they now seem to have, what is it, the best record in the AFC. That They look so good, bro. Snuck up on you. I don't want to play KC. Although they getting struck, uh, stricken with COVID also. Their tight mm-hmm. end is out, and I just got a notification. Uh, Tyreek Hill is in COVID protocols. Oh, geez. You know, so once again, it's how you navigate COVID. That's going to be a big thing on who's going to win this Super Bowl this year. But, yes, I agree with you. The uh, the the Bills against the Panthers, a couple things came to light. It looked like the Bills were going to be able to run the ball with a running back when they needed to. Devin Singletary had 22 rushes for 86 yards. Not a banner day, but he carried the ball over 20 times. We have not seen that from a Bills running back yet this season. 3.9 yards a carry is not great, but when they needed the yards late in the game, he got there. Gabriel Davis is making a case to make himself the starter, is he not? Man, two touchdowns, bro. Five catches, 85 yards. I love Emmanuel Sanders, man, but I <laughs> I want to see Gabriel Davis on the field more, dude. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, I, and and once again, we'll get into this with the offseason because we don't know what's going to happen to Emmanuel Sanders. We don't, we don't know what's going to happen to Cole Beasley. Watching the tape, it seems like every time he catches a ball, he gets up limping. And Cole, mm-hmm. and, I, and I'm not talking trash about Cole Beasley. That is my dude. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But every time he catches a pass, he, I mean, catch a pass, he gets up limping. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, when he go to the sideline. So I definitely would love to see more of Gabriel Davis because it seems like the more opportunities he get, he just shines and shines and shines. So The thing that gets me about him, and it really struck me last year in the playoff game against the Colts, his field awareness he seems to have eyes in the bottom of his feet. Right. He knows how to keep those feet in bounds when the ball is taking him out of bounds. It's body control. It's field awareness. These are intangibles that are just not things that, that you're going to learn over time. I mean, you can improve on it, but you either have it or you don't, and he just has it. Yeah, he, he's like a ballerina, man. His toes are so sweet, and you need that when you play receiver, man. Your feet, when you're a receiver, your feet is almost as important as your hands. Hmm. And and so, and once again, my feet weren't great. I was probably fast for my size, but my feet, my hands were pretty good. My feet wasn't that great. Where you look at him, man, I mean, and that's something that Jerry Rice was excellent at. Mm-hmm. Jerry Rice had great hands, but his feet were excellent. His route running was superb, you know. And so, and we see a lot of that with uh, uh, my boy up in Green Bay, Devontae Adams. He has great feet. And so, when you have good feet, that means you're able to run your routes precisely and be able to turn the DBs around and uh, and make them think you're doing something. When you have good feet, then that means your fakes and jukes are selling to the corner. So if you get him to turn around or move the wrong way or misstep, then you, you're able to get open. So mm-hmm. Gabriel Davis has that, man. Good feet, good hands, five catches, 85 yards, two touchdowns, man. I, I would love for us to lean more on him. I would love it. 
I think it's going to happen. I, I, I think it's very likely to happen because even if Emmanuel Sanders comes back, it looks like when teams are matching up underneath, at least when they're matching up man to man, Cole Beasley is not really in his element this year. It through no fault of his own. He right. They're not talking about it, but the dude has bad ribs. And yeah. you can't do anything when your ribs are messed up. Right. Like everything you do hurts. And I remember John Madden talking about it once. He's like, you know, you you turn, it hurts. You cough, it hurts. You know, you laugh, you, it hurts. You let you stretch, <laughs> you know, upward. Uh, right. You know, raise your arms above your head. It hurts. You know, there's just nothing you can do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're hitting them hard, too, when right. he gets the ball, because they know that. And don't get me wrong, man. We all know that he's a tough cookie. True. But eventually, man, he's not the biggest guy, and he makes his money, and he eats by going across the middle. And when you're going across the middle, it's those safeties and those linebackers that are hitting you every time you touch the ball. So I just – I mean, just watching the film, man, I could just kind of see how it's wearing on him. But Godspeed with him, man. He got a lot of heart, man. I love the dude. Yeah, I, I kind of wish they would um, – well – hope that after they win on Sunday that they maybe give him some rest before the playoffs. See, and that's the next thing. I've been hearing people call in uh, talking about that. Are we going to rest against Atlanta and we're going to rest against uh, the Jets? No, you're not going to rest. You're going to take them, you know, you're going to take your starters out of the game after you've put it away in the second half, but you are not pulling starters for those games because you need to win both of those to get into the playoffs. But what if it's a dog fight? And that is not terrible. Then you keep your but, starters in because you cannot lose these games. Okay. You, right. you you have to win out. Right. But I'm just saying when you say give them a rest, I'm like, we might not be we might not be in a position of where we can give anybody a rest. That's all. Well, if Emmanuel Sanders is out there, I, I like the Bills' chances against I like the Bills' chances without Beasley against the final two teams on the schedule. Okay. Okay. But resting starters in general? No. You only do that when you have the division one already. I I agree, but people were calling in with that in the the post-game. Well, tell them to stop wasting your time. (laughs) (laughs) They were calling in. I was listening to Soap and Bulldog on my ride. Down 75, man. I was listening to the overtime show, Nate Geary and the and Chopin Bulldog. People were calling in talking about it. So, <laughs> yeah. So I was beside myself. I was like, oh, okay. What else are you thinking about right now? Do you, I want to talk about the Patriots game a little bit. Mm-hmm. A little bit more. The Patriots luckily lost last week, right? So that's yeah. putting us in the driver's seat. If we could win this game, we'll have a division lead and we'll have our fate in our hands. Right? Mm-hmm. So remembering back to the New England game, they ran the ball profusely against us, ran it down our throat, didn't throw the ball at all. I don't think that's going to happen again. I don't think that's going to happen again this time. Mm-mm. Okay. What do you think about the game? Like, what, what are your thoughts about it? I think that even if New England wants to do that. And they probably will want to do that. It looks like Kendrick Bourne and Nelson Aguilar are, they they may both miss the game. Nikhil Harry may miss the game. Jacoby Myers, 
I don't know where he is right now. But if they go into the game with Gunnar Olszewski and Matthew Slater as their top two receivers, they're going to have to come up with some stuff. So they'll probably play a lot of two tight ends, and they'll probably have to run the ball a lot, which they've proven they can do. But the only reason they were able to stick with the run the way they were the first time they played is that the Bills weren't putting up they weren't putting up points on offense. And that was that mostly had to do with the weather conditions. They couldn't go downfield the way they wanted to. Mm-hmm. If the Bills start scoring points, the Patriots have to throw the ball. However, if they can keep the Bills offense quiet during the first half of the game, they're going to go right back to running on every play. Right. Because if you take the ball out of Josh Allen's hands, the Bills have no chance. Matt Jones on that game, I mean, the game I'm referring to was the 27-17 loss um, to the Colts on Thursday night football. Matt Jones had almost 300 yards passing, two TDs, but two picks. Mm-hmm. Carson Wentz won the game, only throwing for like 60 yards and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. But what happened was, and I don't know if you saw that game, what happened was the Colts did to the Patriots what the Patriots did to us three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Jonathan, and, and essentially what the Colts did to us. Jonathan Taylor, 29 carries, 170 yards and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. So once again, and we keep reiterating this, I almost look at this as a situation where we always want what we don't have. Remember, <laughs> remember when we used to be able to run the football, but we didn't have a quarterback? And we all used to just say, man, we just had a quarterback. We had a defense. We had a running game. We had Tyrod Taylor who could run the ball. But we wanted a pass-first quarterback, mm-hmm. right? Now we have a wonderful passing quarterback. Josh Allen, they, they gushing over him saying he's a top-five quarterback in this league. And if you said that, I, I, I have to go along with you statistically, right? But now we want a running game, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know? So it's always you want the heart want what the heart doesn't have. Well, and we've seen, and so my point in saying that is we're seeing that around the league. And look at the Colts, Jonathan Taylor. Look at Tennessee. They're a different team without uh, Henry. You know, so we have people who are running the football and able to stack wins. So I don't need Jonathan Taylor. I don't need Derrick Henry, but I need to be able to run the football effectively. I can't I, and 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 if you give me if Singletary gives me 80 90 yards like he got this week not even 80 90 yards give me a couple of first downs when we need it okay then that's going to make us even better cuz if you watch the game from this weekend we ran 22 carries 3.9 average is not great but it's just enough to keep the defense honest yeah and so that's going to open the door for Josh Allen because we ran a lot of those play action passes, and Dawson Knox dropped one over the middle. Huh, I ain't like that one, but mm-hmm. um, that was crucial too because that killed the drive. But when you run the football effectively, it opens up the play action. So when we saw that this weekend, so yeah, I mean, when looking at this game, if we can stop the run. Make Mac Jones beat us, I guess. I want to see it differently. Be able to stop the run because we know that New England got a wonderful line. They're aggressive. They're tenacious. 
let's let's bully them like they bullied us. Mm-hmm. It looks like Damian Harris may be out. Okay. So he's their starting running back, right? So, you know, now we're looking at a situation where he's injured, not playing, and it's going to bring Ramondre Stevenson mm-hmm. into the game. Stevenson looks pretty good. I mean, he he's only averaging uh, 3.9 yards per carry or 3.6 yards per carry, but he's the type of running back that the Bills have a hard time with. He's 6 feet, 230 pounds. He's going to pound it between the tackles. Right. So what's going to happen is star stars toe. Okay. Is he going to be able to be on the field? That's going to make a difference. Right. But we, we definitely need a man. I mean, we need him out there, but we are going to see the bills play a lot of man. If the Patriots are short on wide receivers, that's going to help matters. Because right now, I, I don't know how much I, I trust Dane Jackson out there. And I was about to say, I was going to ask you a question. How are we going to go bad without one of the best bad cover corners in the league in Tredavis White? But you have to do that because Mac Jones averages fewer air yards than any quarterback in the league. So he's throwing everything within five yards of the line of scrimmage. If you're playing a zone, those guys are going to be open all day. At least... Mm-hmm. If you're playing man, you might make them hold onto the ball for an extra tick of a second. And you're Hopefully absolutely, make them make a mistake. And you're absolutely right. I'm going to tell you what. I was going to get to that next. Levi Wallace, Teron Johnson, I I think those guys, Dane Jackson, those guys play well. Yeah. They, I think they played. I mean, I, I honestly thought by now we would see – us missing Trey White. But can you really tell how well they played with Cam Newton at quarterback? That guy is so bad. <laughs> yeah, Cam, but well, we knew that. Cam, I mean, I, and I'm not going to throw dirt on people because I do, I respect the heck out of Cam. I like him as an entertainer, but yeah. Uh, I don't give a, a shit about that guy. He sucks. You can see, <laughs> you can see him now. He he isn't what he was, and I don't wish that on anybody. But I mean, yeah, he's not what he was. I mean, although against us, he ran a couple of power plays for first yeah. down. Yeah, it's good uh, runs. He has some very good runs against us, and uh, but yeah, just throwing the ball. I can only remember like two passes that I was like, oh, okay, he got, and then that was pretty much it, you know. So, but yeah, I mean, I'm not necessarily counting against uh, Carolina, but just saying, since we lost Tredavious White, I just thought that maybe the Tampa Bay game, the receivers are going to go off. I mean, I just think that we've been having good game plans to cover up our deficiencies, and yeah. it wasn't. And once again, going back to going to this game this week, we need our superstars to step up. Because we're lacking in other places. So, and, yep. and once again, I think we can. I think our offense could do it. If we have clear weather and uh, dry playing field, why can't Josh Allen go off? So, Scarecrow from, I think it was Scarecrow, um, on Buffalo Rumblings did a sort of an in-depth dive on what happened with the play in overtime where the Buccaneers beat the Bills. And that appeared to be on Dane Jackson for 
not understanding what he needed to do in that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he should have broke off his coverage of one player, picked up another one. He didn't do that. He followed the guy to the other side of the field while um, Breland ran free. And then poor Tremaine Edmonds was stuck trying to chase down a receiver, which wasn't really his man in the first place. So right. there have been some mental lapses uh, with Dane Jackson, uh, but physically he's a, a pretty good player. Uh, I just don't know that. I I don't know that he is a a player I want starting right now. But I think the experience is going to be good for the Bills in the long run. Like, yeah, you don't forget, at, Levi yeah. Wallace is a free agent after this year. I don't want to overpay for Levi Wallace because let's just say we have the number 25 pick between 25 and 30. Hopefully we win a playoff game or two. Can we get a starting corner in there? But that's also uh, assuming that Trey White comes back 100% from ACL. That's, I mean, that's not a given either. So can we go corner with a, a pick in the 20s to replace him? Uh, that's what we got to wait and see. But, I mean, with our salary cap uh, situation, we don't know that that's, you know, going to be something that we'll be able to do. Right. I mean, there there's a lot to look at when it comes to the roster mm-hmm. at this point. I, I don't know that you want to have to spend a first-round pick on a corner when you have other needs that are more pressing. Well, like Jalen says, man, he says it all the time. He said, when the trap comes along, I want to go offensive tackle, first round, guard, second round, a center, third round. That's it. I don't care who is on the board. I don't care what's the value. That's what I want to see. <laughs> you know. Well, so, maybe they can package A.J. Epinesa and Boogie Basham for a third round pick. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, I, I just, once again, I'm going to keep beating this drum. We can fix the offensive line this offseason. Yeah. Offensive line is something that can be fixed in one year. And I'm not even talking about, I'm not even talking about free agency. I'm just saying just simply for the draft. Mm-hmm. So that's what I like to see. But yeah, I I, I, I really thought that our uh, cornerbacks would be exposed at this point. And it hasn't. So Good for them. I watching the film. I saw Dane Jackson go down, so it was good. My heart kind of stopped. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my god! If Dane Jackson goes down, who comes in? Cam Lewis. Yep. Like, uh, actually, when he went down, it was um, number 33, uh, special teams guy. Saran Neal. Saran Neal came in for yeah. him. Yeah. So I'm like, oh boy, we get down in the weeds now. So yeah. But luckily, he came back. So yeah. I'm, I'm happy with the way they play. So, once again, they get a chance this week to prove themselves again. They did what they needed to, and Sunday is, I mean, I'm going to go as far as to say this game is the season. Because we don't know if they, because if they win this game, they get into the playoffs. If they don't win this game, they don't. Most likely. Really? Most likely. I, I don't see it happening. If, if they can't, if they can't win the division, too many things need to go in their go their way to make the playoffs, and I just don't see it happening. Yeah, I think the uh, playoff projector had well. If we win this game, it's like eighty some percent chance we go to the playoffs. But if we lose, it drops dramatically. Um, 
And like I said earlier in the show, it's one of those situations where I want to win a division. I think I think us winning us winning the division would give us some of our goal, one of our more important goals that we had going to the season. Because I just feel like everybody thought that we were going to be the one seed, and now that's kind of off the table. It's like you know, all the season's over. Well, it's not. You know, if we if we win a division and we're the three seed, that's I mean, that's still a great season. Mm-hmm. I, it's right there for us. I don't think New England is a team that's so invincible um, that we can't win this game and win out I, because of our schedule. I mean, it's a situation where we're we're in, we can win this easily. Like it's set up for us to do it. We just got to go out and take it. You know. Am I being dramatic, overly dramatic when I say I don't think that they'll make the playoffs if they lose on Sunday? I don't think you're being over dramatic. I just think you're being realistic. Yeah. And and it's quite possible. I mean well, it's possible. It's quite but. possible. I mean, I would like to think that we could go out and win. Um I would like to think that our star players could go out and play like star players on the road and beat a, a New England team who are very physical but has a young quarterback. So it's kind of like stop the run, and if Mac Jones beats you, then maybe we aren't what we thought we were going to be this year, and we've seen that at times. But we've seen us at times play great, mm-hmm. you know? So that's one thing about the NFL, man. This ain't college football, man. College football, they vote people in, and everybody's schedule's not the same. That NFL, man, you get what you deserve. And you got the opportunities, man, and it's right there, man, for us this weekend. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, I can't so, wait. I know, right? Ready, ready for it to be here. <laughs> I can't wait for this game, man. Like I said, I don't, I don't really look forward to the scrub games. I mean, I just look. I, when we play the scrubs, I just look for performances. You know, yeah. like I want to see Josh Allen throw for four hundred yards, five touchdowns, and then they go and lose. You know, <laughs> right? But I'm, I'm talking. I, about, I'm sorry. I'm still bitter about the Jacksonville game. <laughs> I just hope that the Jacksonville game doesn't come back and bite us, man. But I, I don't know, man. It's, it, but Scrubs be good teams. All I keep telling you, man. Scrubs be good teams all the time. It bro. happens all the time, every week. So uh, we got an opportunity in front of us, man. We just got to take advantage. So. Oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun one. It's gonna be a fun weekend as a whole. It's gonna be it's gonna be family and booze and food and Buffalo Bills victories. That's what we got coming. So you're you're predicting a victory? Yep. I am too, man. I went back and listened to our summer our predictions. I said we were split against New England. I think we're gonna win. I think so too. You know, we got to win it, man. I think we're going to win. I think we're, we're going to take care of business. So Maybe a close one, but I, I think the Bills have grown up over the past two weeks a little bit, and they are going to be ready for this one. They're winning this game, buddy. Hey, we agree on it. All right. Well, talk to us next week after that victory against the New England Patriots. The Big Newt and I are going to break it down and it is going to be a funky good time. Give us a song, my man. Before I give you the song, two quick things. Go see Spider-Man. No Way Home. Amazing movie. Five thumbs up. And I don't even have five thumbs. And also, 
I tweeted this out a couple hours ago. Check my Twitter. Hansel Emmanuel. He's a senior basketball player at Life Christian Academy in Orlando, Florida. This young man is 6'6", one of the best guards in the country. I posted highlights of him winning the dunk contest down here at the City of the Palms. This young man has one arm. And I think yesterday is probably the most amazing sports sports moment I've ever seen in my life. One arm? This young man has one arm. And he's might be if I cannot imagine if he had two arms, how good this dude would be. Words like he's been on uh, the internet sensation. He's been on Sports Center. People have done stories, but just to see it live and up close, like this guy is amazing, amazing basketball player. He's a three star player with one arm. He's going to Tennessee State University, I believe, on a full ride scholarship. He wow. won the dunk contest here at the City of the Palms Classic one of the top-ranked basketball tournaments in the country for Christmas. And this dude was killing him. And he's playing against guys that's going D1. It ain't like little scrub high schools in the middle of nowhere. He's playing against the IMGs, the Mount Verdes, all the top schools in the country. And this kid went off. Check my Twitter. Look him up. Handsome Emmanuel. Hansel Emmanuel. One-arm player, man. God bless him, man. So he just showed you, and I told my children, I don't ever want to hear you can't. Because this guy defines it. He epitomizes it. Anything is possible when you work your butt off. Wow. Hey, 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 hey. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder. But you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot. Because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.